Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live. It is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. Hi, everybody. How are you? Welcome to a new episode of Buzzworthy Radio here on VaultTalkRadio.com and on BuzzworthyRadio.net. I'm your host, Navelle J. Lee. It is Thursday. For me, it is TGIT instead of TGIF. Today is my last work day this week. Thursday, August 25th, 2011. Apparently today has a lot of birthdays surrounding it. Um, but uh, it is now 11 a.m. Eastern and Pacific time on your Internet streaming computers. Um, I, since I'm in the East Coast, I definitely want to basically give a shout-out to everybody who's on the East Coast right now because, you know, especially in my area and the New York area, um, we're right now in the midst of the storm that's going on with Hurricane Irene. And it's starting right now, where I am at right now. It's starting to come up this way, and it's starting to rain and and thunder, lightning a little bit like that. So hopefully, I I just want to make sure that everybody who is in its path right now is A-OK. You have your windows and all that stuff boarded up, whatever you need to do. Hopefully, everything is just fine. Um, where you guys are at right now, I'm sure you guys are taking every every precaution that you guys need to. But I just want to make sure I wanted to put that message out there just to make sure you guys are kosher. I know we had we had a little tremor. We had a little tremor a couple of days ago. It was Tuesday actually at one fifty five. I was listening to it on the radio yesterday. And I did feel it, just so you know. I did feel it. And so there you are, but I just want to make sure all you guys are okay. Very, very much so. Appreciate it. Um, for those of you who are tuning into the show for the very first time, we have on a guest who I have been a fan of for practically all my life, and <laughs> this is an intro I'm trying to bust my way through without fumbling through because I'm very humble to have on this guest today. Since 1978, this guy has been entertaining daytime audiences across the country. He's played a role of Ross Marler, which I believe he won two daytime Emmys for, until 2005, where he then transitioned to play the role of Clint Buchanan on ABC Daytime's One Life Cliff. If he's not on daytime television, entertaining audiences everywhere in the U.S., or wherever else you may watch, you can also catch him when he does his daytime Stars and Strikes event which will be, I believe he's still having it in um, October. Correct me if I'm wrong once I bring you on the line. Um, so def- and uh, hopefully he's going to be making that transition to the online web for uh, One Bike to Live. So hopefully that happens. But um, joining me on the line right now is none other than Mr. Jerry Verdorn. Good morning. Good morning, Navelle. How are you? I'm a little wet right now. We're having a few downpours, but... Uh... It's, it's going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, so are we. I'm like sitting yeah, here. Yeah, yeah well, you know, we need a few showers before the hurricane strikes, you know. Uh, oh, you know, and then we have that little tremor of an earthquake. I don't even know what to call it. Should we call it an earthquake? Should we call it just a tremor? Uh, I think we should, <laughs> yes. Well, I remember my days in L.A. that, uh, yeah, that was an earthquake. That was an earthquake? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I have to admit, I did not know what that was when it happened. 
I, I just immediately thought it was my next-door neighbors just, like, moving stuff around because they were moving furniture around the house. So it was kind of like banging up against the walls, and then, and then I'm feeling like the whole house shaking. I was just like, oh, maybe it's just them moving stuff around. And then you're coming on, you're watching the news saying, oh, by the way, we had a 5.8 to a 6.0 magnitude earthquake here on the East Coast. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> I was dumbfounded, but, you know, we're still here. Look, we're doing a show in the midst of Hurricane Irene. What does that tell you about us? Exactly. <laughs> Are we either really that great or we're just really that stupid? <laughs> I think great. Let's so go with great. Let's go with great. I, I, I will go with great, too. But thank you so much for coming here. I, like I said, I, I was probably going to fumble through that introduction like no tomorrow. <laughs> I've bought. I have to. I have to start off with the Ross and other comments before we get into the one like to live. I I had watched you as Ross, and I pretty much was a baby. And you know, I love the character of Ross. I love the relationship of Ross and Blake, both Blakes actually. And you know, it was just it was a great role. It was a great role for you to to play for all of those years. And, and you know, I'm I'm very humble to. Basically, be saying I'm speaking to Ross Marler from Guiding Light, so I wanted to start. Well, thank you for the compliments, and I enjoyed playing Ross a lot. And people forget that when I first came on, I I was a a villain for about two or three years because I was Roger Thorpe's attorney and was getting kicked out of everybody's living rooms because I was the black sheep of the Marler family. And uh, Mm -hmm. and then he, over the years, through the love of several good women, he turned into a pillar of community and. By the time I left the show, I was uh, pretty much a, a, a community leader and a standard bearer for the fictitious town of Springfield. So it, it went uh, full circle when I got over to do Clint because suddenly Clint became uh, less than good. A villain, actually. That's, I, I love the, the change that Clint has gone through. I know there have been several people that have been like, I don't like it, but I love that the villain. Maybe... Maybe that's why, because Ross did start off as a villain, and I'm liking Clint as a villain. And it, it just, it suits you. It suits you very well. Uh, very interesting dynamic that you're playing on the show right now. So I'm, I'm very Well, happy when they told me about this storyline, um, you know, people would say to me, too, you well, that's so out of character for Clint. He wouldn't do that, and he wouldn't do this. And I always tell them that when hideous, mm-hmm. terrible things happen in the world, there's always that comment that, Jeez, he didn't seem like that. I never would have expected that from him or her. And when they told me that uh, the root of this evilness was going to be being betrayed by his wife and his brother and uh, their ensuing affair and him finding out about it, I, I think the, the man just cracked. And uh, And I always like to think of my character when they're not on screen. And when I thought of Clint, I thought of him... Well, sitting there in that big mansion with Nigel bringing him another scotch and staring into the fire, and all this mm-hmm. bitterness was fermenting. And so I, I frankly think he just sort of went over the top. And uh, I told the writers, you know, he's probably capable of doing anything, and, and and they gave him a lot of awful things to do. But it was a lot of fun. Look, have you had people come and comment about it, saying that it's very Asa Buchanan? Type. I think that played into it too because before he started, before he was betrayed by his brother and his wife, and you know, before he started being pretty evil, 
his father died of a heart attack, and he was there one minute and gone the next, and I think that profoundly affected Clint. And uh, once things started going south, and he started going south with them, and things just twirled out of his control. He was doing things I'm sure he he wouldn't even think he was capable of doing, particularly oh, to sure. the, the character of Matthew. I mean, he damn near ruined the boy trying to make him into a Buchanan. <laughs> so, yeah, there was a lot of tough things, and, you know, that's my answer to people who, who say, you know, well, Clint wouldn't do this. Well, you'd be surprised what people can do when they're pushed into a corner. Absolutely. How did you um, – how are you able to – how did you get the part of Clint in, in 2005? Cause, you that's know, we, really weird, uh, Nabelle, because I was – I had three or four Guiding Light scripts with me, but Guiding Light had taken me off contract, which means the performer is available to audition other places because you're not contractually bound anymore. And right. at about this time, they were reading people for uh, Clint. They had decided to bring this character back after Clint Ritchie had passed away, and I think about he was off the show for about five or six years, the character was. And so I went in and I read for the executive producer, and he liked me. And, uh, and then I came back and did a scene on tape with uh, Erica Slezak, and I'm sure so did four or five other actors. And, uh, and then about a week later, they gave me a call and offered me a contract. Wow. Well, I had I had two kids in college, so the choice between contract and no contract was not a decision to be made. I immediately took the contract because <laughs> <laughs> college is expensive. And uh, anyway, I had to give give back three scripts to Guiding Light because I had to call up the executive producer of Guiding Light and say, no can do, I'm working for ABC now. So uh, I sent those scripts back, and they were replaced with One Life to Live scripts. And I think I was out of work <laughs> for a day, and then – a day. <laughs> it sort of ended on CBS and began on ABC. So, uh, and I was darn lucky to get that yeah. role because it, it's such a role full of history, and the show's very historical. And they were going to do this uh, tentpole character type storyline, and so I, I was very fortunate. Plus, I, I had known all these people, Robert Woods and Erica Slezak and Robin Strasser and all the rest, but. I had never acted with them. I mean, I knew them because right. I saw them at Emmys and, you know, I saw them at, you know, somewhere around town. But I'd never acted with any of them, and it turned out to be a real a real joy to be with that with that cast of people. What, what's what's going to happen with, with Clint coming out? Because I, I'm hearing one of your ex-wives is returning. Your character, one of your characters' exes is returning. Not ex-wives, <laughs> but one of your exes. <laughs> one of the exes. <laughs> oh, the, the young ex, yes, <laughs> the very yes. The, they started no, this. Uh, excuse me, let me clarify. The young ex. I'm sorry, the young <laughs> <Yes>. ex. <laughs> and I'm under house arrest, living in my ex ex's uh, <laughs> house at the moment <laughs> in the story. So uh, okay, yeah, you really I, have I, taken on an Asa centric role right now because Asa had so many wives. I think you're trying to beat him out. Seriously. I think we're keeping score here. Yes. <laughs> And he he always did go for the the younger fillies, as I remember. So, uh, yeah, I think Clint is channeling his inner Asa, and away we go with Kim coming back on, in the story. And uh, it's great fun to have her back because Amanda Seton, who plays her, is 
Very good. We're working around Amanda's schedule because I think she's on a recurring role in Gossip Girl and something else. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> for the days that we have her, that we're we're making good use of her. So it's an interesting storyline because uh, she she's young enough to be my granddaughter easily. And when this story first started, when this story first started, I said, "Please, don't let me be a lech, okay? I mean, I mean, don't make this be a gold digger lech storyline." And they didn't. They, it, somehow, it it became a very sweet relationship. And I think it's because the writers had Clint treating Tim like a man hadn't before. I mean, with respect and kind of you're better than this situation because he wanted her to quit stripping is what he wanted to do and so he would he would sort of give her pep talks and you know you're better than that and i think uh kim responded to that and it turned out to be a very interesting relationship and now she's back in town going to cause more trouble with me so mm. once again I'm in a wheelchair, so really you can't do anything <laughs> i'm under house arrest in a wheelchair yeah I'm, i couldn't wait to get out of that chair i mean it's and i'm out now i'm taping things walking around again <laughs> It oh, was, it oh was, okay. <laughs> it was not fun. <laughs> I I couldn't do it. If that were me, you know, I I wouldn't know the first thing about a wheelchair. If I tried to roll around, I'd fall out. I, I know. I was no I was dan- I was dangerous to be around. You know, I was bumping into furniture and bumping into people, and you know, God forbid, I had to go in reverse. And <laughs> it was it oh, was tough. God, can you imagine what you're like behind a car? Yeah, you know the thing is, uh, the, the kid who plays Matthew, he was he had a storyline where he was in a wheelchair for about more than two months, and you know at the end he was doing wheelies. I mean, he could really do these things. I mean, but I never got to that point. I I would not even attempt it. I'm sorry, there's no way. I'd break every bone in my body. You know what you do? You get your fingers caught in the spokes. I did that several times. It's nice. a hazard. That that that's that's dangerous. It's dangerous. <laughs> that is dangerous. So, so uh, and again, and correct me if I'm wrong. The Stars and Strikes event is in October. Is that in October? It's on the ninth. Yes, in in New York it City. Is. It is sold out, but um, there are things online going. There are auctions, and you can see photos of past Stars and Strikes events. And uh, it's DaytimeStarsAndStrikes.com. So. Uh, People can go on there and bid for it. I think we got props and costumes and scripts and photos of people. So the whole thing goes to the American Cancer Society. It's all on a volunteer basis. And Wendy Medora, who's the event coordinator, has a group of ladies who are affectionately known as Jerry's Elves, and they do all this work actually throughout the year on a volunteer wow. basis. And it all culminates on uh, on the Sunday of the bowling event, and uh, we haven't auctions at the event and it raises tens of thousands of dollars for the American Cancer Society. So it's a good thing. That's terrific. That's terrific. And speaking of and speaking of online, we do have to bring this up. Uh I know one of my friends, uh Thomas Hart, did an interview with you last night on my UPA. Check it out by the way. And you know, you you did mention the Prospect Park uh issue. And it just sounds like it sounds like they really want to keep one life and land you the way fans know and love with everything that they're doing. Well, I don't think I'm speaking out of school when I tell you that uh, the two gentlemen who are the head of Prospect Park spoke to all my children, and then a couple of weeks ago they were in New York and they spoke to 
the gathered cast and crew at, at our studios. And at one point, it's kind of a meet and greet thing. They were explaining what the company was and who they are and what they want to do. And uh, one of the gentlemen expressly said, we've read some things online and in the press, and I can assure you we did not buy these shows to gut them and just make use of the name and put something else on. So that was very nice to hear. And it's also backed up by the fact that they... That last month they purchased all of the show's sets, all of the show's wardrobes and props. So, you know, you're not going to be able to tell a difference. Is it going to be the same production values? It's going to be the same length? It's going to be an hour? So these are very impressive people, and I do believe this is the way where entertainment is on its, on its way to going online. And actually... Rediscovering the question, what is watching TV? You know, when you can have it on demand and you pull out your phone or you sit down to your computer or, or you sit down to your television, it's, it's all changing. And what these people want to do is establish a whole network on online. So this is going to be very interesting. People have just, you know, they put shows online, but no one's had a 24-7, 365 network, just like a network on TV. And so they're collecting yeah. new programming, old programming, and they're going to start this network, and we're part of it. That's going to be very, very interesting uh, to to see once this comes comes to light next year. Because um, it, it, it's just I and and this is my honest opinion. I really think that what Prospect Park is going to do and what they're going to establish, I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic for all parties involved. And I really can't wait to see what they do with you guys, all my children, whatever else they have in store. So I, I, I from the bottom of my heart, I really hope you stay on. That, that's, that's my standpoint. I really hope you stay on. We'd love to keep you on as Clint, but I'm just one person. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, I don't, you haven't heard a lot of stuff from uh, Prospect Park, and the reason you haven't is that their lawyers told them not to say anything while they are negotiating with the three unions that they have to settle things with, the actors and the technicians and and, and one other union. So uh, once <laughs> once the lawyers give the okay, and, you know, isn't that the way the world works? When the lawyers say go, they're going to start uh, releasing a lot of information that – people naturally have i mean they're asking who's gonna be on the show and things like that i I can tell you this i haven't read anything on paper but the fact that they are not moving the show to the west coast um and they're not moving all my children to the east coast that bodes well for a lot of the cast to stay and go with it so really yeah so um, what we have to do is we have to find another studio but that uh, that's not a problem in new york city so uh, once all the contracts are signed with the unions and the guilds, then a lot of information will be coming out, and you'll they'll be start advertising and et cetera, et cetera. So it looks very good. Plus, I've heard another rumor that that uh, uh, other stations, television stations, networks are looking into Prospect Park to see if they could also put it on television. So I've heard that too. Hopefully, that that also turns out to be true and that works out. So. Again, as you said, hopefully we'll hear some things in the next few months. But as of right now, well, we're now, at the we mercy just... of the lawyers, Navelle. <laughs> that is it, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Unfortunately, 
<laughs> Isn't that ironic? We're still at the mercy of lawyers. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. What would Rock Marler yeah. say to this? He'd say, yay. <laughs> of course he would. Since He'd he was say, a lawyer. send me my check, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have to say to the, I mean, the fans had been showing nothing but outpouring of support. Um, for both of these shows and and Prospect Park, even though it has been, it's been very little for what Prospect Park has been putting out, but they still show unanimous support for them, too, for taking these on. What do you have to say to these fans that have been just basically behind you 110% right now? Well, I'd say to the fans, and I say this when I meet them, congratulations for a job well done, because a lot of what's happening now was because of what the fans did. And when shows are canceled... Usually there's initial outrage and how could they and all that, but then it dies away and and the show just sort of ends. Well, the fans of these two shows, the anger turned into some sort of iron-willed commitment to keep on pestering people and writing and, and, you know, just basically giving their opinion of what's going on. And uh, I think Prospect Park was very impressed with the tenacity, not to mention the size of the audience. Ever since we got canceled, our... Ratings have gone up and up and up on ABC. Mm-hmm. Who knows what that means, but it's a good thing. So, yeah, to the fans, congratulations. And, uh, well, Prospect Park signed a 10-year contract, so we got 10 years of finding out what's going on in Landview. Ten, ten years. Ten years. That's nice. Good Lord. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to think of my age in 10 years, but thanks. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> don't Don't go there, yeah. <laughs> I never would have imagined anything like this happening. Um, you know, I, I we lost got like we lost as the world turns, which were the two shows I first started watching, um, which of course gradually turned into basically watching every soap on every network. Um, so they they hurt a lot. And mm-hmm. did you ever expect something like this to happen once you lost those two and then now we're you know losing these two to network television that something like this was going to come up i can't say that i predicted it but i expected nothing to happen when world turns and guiding light were canceled but this time around i suspected something was up because i had never seen two hours of programming in at night or in the daytime be removed on the same day. And yeah. that's what ABC did. I mean, they took, that's a lot of programming. And uh, with watching people watch television on their, you know, their iPads and their phones and, you know, their toaster ovens and whatever else they're watching it on, uh, <laughs> I thought, you know, there's an audience here. It's not as if our ratings went, you know, in the basement. And I just had a sneaking suspicion something might happen. And, uh, it turned out to be right, and uh, that's why we're having this happy conversation rather than uh, putting the show to sleep conversation. Absolutely, you, you, you know, and it's, it's it's what you said earlier. Uh, you know, it seems like soaps in that kind of capacity. It, it just seems like internet and any other types of mediums that they use to watch these shows is the new way for people to watch their favorite shows now. And pretty soon, that's exactly as what you said earlier, is what's television? I am I can honestly tell you, I have actually not turned on my television within the last five days because I've been watching really? everything on my computer. Yeah. And pretty soon you won't be able to buy a television that's not 
online ready. Just like high def snuck up on us, <laughs> now you can't buy a non high def TV. It's the this same is thing true. is going to be in in two years. Everything's going to be. Even now, you can go to Radio Shack and you know get a little connector and watch if you really hate your computer or your phone or whatever, and just connect it to your yeah. television. Get on demand. On demand programming. Have you watched any like? Have you ever seen any of the online subs that have been? on there and if you have like what have you ever thought of them like when they you know with Venice and Gotham, and Gotham and yeah, yeah. I think I'm yeah. I'm always amazed at the technology because when I first started in the business the cameras were huge and on pedestals and that's the, that was the only way to to do it now you got cameras you know slightly bigger than the palm of your hand and they're and they're shooting the programming with that and I'm very impressed with them because most of them are done on a shoestring, and very few people are getting paid. But the writing, I think, is is very creative. And I especially like Gotham; it's very well done mm-hmm. and very interesting. So would you say? Because you know, a lot of a lot of fans um, have sometimes used that expression, "some sort of dying breed." Would you not say that about this medium anymore, or at all? I I, th- I think they were victims of uh, a reality show um, sort of surprising everybody by becoming so popular. But now that that seems to be waning, and you know, a lot of scripted shows around. And uh, reality TV, they have to outshock themselves, let's say, by each new show. I mean, it has to be more and more shocking. Well, you know, run into the point of diminishing returns there. And I don't think yeah. a human being is we're just hardwired to listen and tell stories. And essentially that's what these soaps are. And it's when they're really going well, I often view soaps as reading a book. You know, you're in the middle of it and you're just all of a sudden checking the pages. Oh, I don't want this to end. And that's kind of like when soaps are going well. And, and in our case, right at this particular moment, I think our show's doing quite well in terms of telling the story. So, uh, no, I, I, I don't think storytelling and script writing will ever go away completely. Matter of fact, I, I expect a comeback anytime soon. Yeah. That'd be that'd be what I mean. Well, to be quite honest, I I don't think any kind of uh, primetime programming that's on that scripted shouldn't be considered. Um, non self I guess I said that right. Did I say that right? Uh, <laughs> and, you know, because most pro- primetime programming is somewhat self-centric. So I don't know why they say that it's not a soap, because it pretty much is. Continuing stories from week to week, and it's, you know, scripted continuing stories week to week. So it's kind of like you can't say soaps are a dying breed because it's everywhere. It's everywhere, and, and you can't, you know... For a show that brings in, uh, in our case lately, 3 million viewers a day, and in the case of Young and Restless, 5 million viewers a day, I don't think you can say in this atmosphere that it's a dying breed at all. I mean, no, lots of people would, uh, would be very, very happy with those numbers. Yeah, absolutely. What has been, and I want to end it on this question, what has been your favorite story to play? It could be either Ross or Clint. It doesn't matter. What has been your favorite story to play? 
I think I would have to pick two. I, this, the one I just currently finished with Clint going absolutely batty was very well plotted, and I think the writers paced it out well, and I got to act with a whole bunch of good actors. And on Guiding Light, I think when Ross was with Blake and he was running for the Senate, and then he miraculously won, <laughs> and then abdicated his senatorship so he could stay at home and be with Blake. <laughs> and uh, Liz Kiefer and uh, playing Blake is, has always been one of my favorite stories, and that that in particular. Did did you play a dual role on there? Did I remember this right or something? At one point. I don't know. Or did it I? was just like not not a dual role, but like a different character that rhymes with Ross. It was like it was something, something. <laughs> You're gonna have to Google that because even I can't remember that. <laughs> I can't. I, I swear, I think you were playing somebody else, and it it it, it was just the antithesis of Ross. I can't oh, remember. I think you're right. I'm going to have to do some research. It's, try YouTube. I'm sure it's there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank heaven for YouTube, yes. Yes. Try try that. It's pretty much there. I, I'm, I'm now going to have to watch it because I can't, I can't remember myself. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I'm supposed to know these things. Unfortunately, I, I really don't. But <laughs> I don't. Uh, but I will say I do know this. I, I'm going to keep watching One Night to Live until I croak. And I will uh, I will enjoy watching the scenes that you're going to have with Amanda Sutton and what's to come on the shows and, and uh, the transitions and everything. And I wish you and everybody and the crews and all that the best of luck. And, and we appreciate everything that you have done. And I, I want to thank you so much for coming out and taking the time out to speak with me this morning. It was a pleasure having you here. I'm I'm completely well, humbled. Thank you very much, Nabelle. I enjoyed it. And I want you and everybody listening to be safe in these coming few days with the hurricane and everything else. Absolutely. Please, please you, you yourself, too. Thank you very much. All right. You take good care. You, too. Bye-bye.